Hey everybody, it's Damara West. I am founder of Be Well Beautiful Woman. I am so glad that you have tuned in today to our podcast. If you didn't know, Be Well Beautiful Woman is all about helping female leaders and entrepreneurs to prioritize wellness so that they can lead optimal lives. Our mantra is all about wellness first and business second. In other words, we believe that if you put your wellness first, you will live an optimal life in every single facet of your life. But of course, we support you in your business. So on top of our podcast, we've got this Be Well Beautiful Woman tour coming up. We're going to be in three cities across the state of Michigan. I will talk about that at the end, but make sure that you go to BeWellBeautifulWoman.com to learn more. Again, that's BeWellBeautifulWoman.com. And if you're not following us on social media, please make sure that you do that at the letter B well beautiful again that's the letter b well beautiful that's twitter and instagram and then make sure that you like our facebook page which is be well beautiful woman we're actually doing these fabulous friday be well talks so i will be on at one o'clock today eastern time talking about doing your vision for 2020 it's not too late so if that's something that you're interested in make sure that you check that out and that video of course will be available at any time so with that i want to give you why you are here today I have the pleasure of introduce, introducing Latanya F. Moore, JD. She is known as the Global Brand Protector. Her company, 360 Degrees Brand Protection Strategies, has helped build national, international, and global enterprises for nearly 20 years. Last year, Latanya released Stop Brand Stealing Thieves Now, Your Brand Protection Playbook, a handbook for the growth-minded business owners seeking to avoid legal pitfalls by being proactive in protecting their business. And this year, Latanya will be launching the International Brand Protection Institute, a virtual legal training program developed to teach individuals and business owners from underserved and and economically disadvantaged populations, basic legal concepts in the areas of business law, asset protection, contract law, intellectual property, employment law, tax law, international business, and more. So she covers it on all cylinders. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast um, for a lot of different reasons, because I know that we're going to learn a lot from her, but not to mention her work is so in alignment, because as you know, at Be Well Beautiful Woman, we're all about making sure that all women have access to wellness. Um, so that's one of our biggest priorities here. So Latanya, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Um, so I really love how you've chosen to practice law. How did you know that you wanted to help build massive enterprises for entrepreneurs using your law acumen? You know, it, it's really interesting. Um, I was in an interview much like this, and it's probably going to cl sound cliche, uh, but I was in an interview uh, much like this and someone was asking me a similar question about sort of expanding from just practicing law to also being an entrepreneur. So I had the opportunity to share with them that my father's an entrepreneur, my grandfather was, my great grandfather was. And it was like, oh, wait, like I'm a fourth generation entrepreneur. But the, as quickly as I was happy about that, I was also very sad because I realized that in in now four generations no one had had said okay we have to be thinking about future generations today uh everyone was sort of hand to mouth and and the the entrepreneurial spirit always arose out of some adversity in definitely in my father's uh situation and mine as well in the workplace and so i realized in that moment that i needed to to take a different look and a different perspective uh, because I wanted to be the first one 
in my family to not do that. And I took about, it took about a year to uh, figure out, okay, what are all, all the areas of law? What are all the different touch points that could allow someone just like me to, to be able to say, you know what, at, at this moment, I am looking at creating a generational wealth building machine for my own family. And how can I take that and duplicate it and show others how to do it themselves? And so what ended up uh, coming out of that was this 360 brand protection strategies. Yeah. So what's really important about this is, you know, a, a lot of us come at entrepreneurship, not and particularly people of color, not having people that um, can guide us in the process. And yet you come from four generations of entrepreneurship and still in spite of whatever success came along with that, there were some financial and we're just, we'll just call them for spiritual purposes, um, curses that you had to break in order to flourish as an entrepreneur. And so talk to us a little bit about, um, what kinds of ways did you break out of that and, and, and find your way into financial independence? Well, I, I realized that uh, I had a lot of resources at my, you know, at my disposal that uh, my father didn't have at the time. And, and certainly my grandfather and certainly my great grandfather, like no one had the type of resources. Uh, I knew a lot of people, not just in the U S but in other places, just through, just my work in general. So I started from a, a wealth of resources right within my network. So I would say number one, networking is very important. And networking is not just figuring out who do I need to know, it's building relationships, it's making sure that you operate ethically and credibly. So that was one of the major things that I had to realize is that, okay, I, I need other people to be a part of this journey that I'm on. And so I made it a point to build relationships with the resources that I needed uh, to make this a reality. And so that was really uh, where I started. The other thing I realized is that, um, unfortunately, uh, my family, they just, they didn't know. They, they weren't building businesses to build empires. They were building businesses to put food on the table and to make sure that, you know, the, the supervisor could not come in and, and say, see you later. And now you don't know what's going to happen with your family. So all of those things sort of came up out of necessity at the time. And like you mentioned, a lot of people, especially people of color, we will find ourselves in that situation because depending on what generation you're in, you really were raised to do certain things, get a great job, make a lot of money, do all of these different things, but also making other people rich. That was, that's the part that no one talks about. And so for me, I wanted to make sure that in, in stepping out of that, I really understood as best I could what it would take to make these things a reality. Yeah, this is so important because I think a lot of us, um, even today, begin to operate our businesses from this pain point, as you talked about, right? I'm trying to survive. I don't want to be bound by this job. Or maybe I've had some bad experiences, whatever that is. 
And without some intentional work around like, what does this really mean? And what am I really building? And what does it really mean to be an entrepreneur? And if, and if I care about legacy and I care about generations to come, it means that I'm going to have to do things a little bit differently. And this is why mindset is so important, right? Um, and so we can learn all day about, you know, sometimes knowledge alone is enough, but sometimes our mindsets aren't even in a place where we can receive the knowledge that's been bestowed to us, right? And so, um, you know, Dr. Lynn Richardson, she was on our lineup last year. And one of the things that I do, I really appreciate about um, her stance is that, you know, more money doesn't necessarily equate to a fixing a money problem, right? Because oftentimes, even if we make more money, whatever that more is, if we don't have discipline, if we don't have the knowledge that we need, if we are not thinking about long term related to our work, then what happens is, is that we, we make more money and guess what? We spend more money, right? And so we end up with this vicious cycle that happens unless we interrupt it. So I love the fact that you're an interrupter. And um, even though that's not one of the words in your bio, I really feel like that's what you've done um, it, it related to that and really every aspect of the work that you do currently. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100% with everything that you said. And thank you. That That isn't in my bio, but it will be next time. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I love it. Yeah, so um, I'll send you your bill for that. I'll send you your bill. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm I, kidding. I definitely, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to give you credit, but I do want to okay. speak to, to one thing that I, that I failed to mention, uh, even in the last response. So, so for me, it also was uh, making this change uh, really also has a spiritual component to it for me because once I really started to understand uh, from a kingdom perspective who I am and the mandate that is placed on what I'm doing, I, ha I had to understand like, okay, wait a minute now, this is actually, this is actually bigger, bigger than me. Because what, what came to mind, you know, was about, you know, a good man leaves uh, an inheritance for his children's children. And, you know, I'm sitting here saying, well, I got to be a good man. Right. And, and so many, you know, when you, when you look at, you know, so many Proverbs, uh, for those of you that, that study the Bible, whether you're Christian or not, there's so many great business and economical principles. If you just, if you just take religion off of it, right. You just take religion off of it and you open yourself up and you open your mind up to being able to receive the principles in a way that you can digest it, you can understand it, and then you can apply it, they are going to work every single time. And so, so for me, that, that was the application part. That was the thing that allowed me to say, okay, this, this is why I must do this, and this is the way that I must do it. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I want to say this before we jump into our next question. Um, what you just shared reminds me a lot of manifestation. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this vision board talk today, because I just finished my vision board last Friday. And a lot of times we do these vision board parties at the beginning of the year. But the reality is, is that it, we can do it at any point in time. We can decide today that we're going to, um, you know, have this goal in mind and, and really ask for big things. And so part of that is about, you know, it, whatever we get in life, whatever we set our attention on is, and whatever we put our intentions to is what grows, right? And so the more that we can 
take knowledge and translate that into whatever we desire for our lives, um, even things that we may be afraid to say that we want, I think there's real power in that. Uh, and, and, and I really feel like it's very much aligned with what you're talking about, right? We do have the power to manifest things in our lives. And oftentimes we're living in a very small way, it's whether we, we believe in God or Buddha or um, whatever that belief is, we can be in alignment with that power and we can manifest really powerful things in our lives as a result of that. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. So I want to talk about your handbook, which is called Stop Brand Stealing Thieves Now, which I really, really love. Your brand protection playbook. So protecting your work is, is golden. And I know this because I have been into in some issues <laughs> in the past related to my work. And uh, now I have an attorney on retainer because it's important for me to make sure that I don't lose out on thousands of dollars as a result of some decision that I've made, right? And so knowing how golden it is to protect your work, what are the three most important things people should do to protect their business? Well, one, which is what you mentioned, you definitely want to have a, an attorney on retainer. Now, before your, your audience just completely says, absolutely not, let me say this. I know that, that uh, having an attorney on retainer can be expensive for some. So this is what I would say for those of you that may not have the retainer budget right now, but we know that you're going to have that, is that build, is to build a relationship with an attorney that you can call on to say, if I call you with a situation, can, you, can, can we just now contract on how much that's going to be, right? So like, for example, there are some attorneys, including myself, I have people that I have that very arrangement with. They'll reach out. They, they're not where they can pay the, the monthly retainer. They can't just have me, you know, just at their beck and call. However, we've agreed upon a certain amount that when they do call, they already know up front what it's going to be depending on the matter. And we've already worked that out up front. Have that conversation with an attorney that, that, you've, that you've seen. Uh, again, that, that's number one. You also want to make sure that you vet even that attorney, right? Don't just choose someone off social media. Just don't choose someone just because you saw them on some show, right? You want to make sure that this person is, is the right fit. So that's the first thing. The second thing, you want to make sure that before you talk to anybody, right? Before you talk to anybody about your idea, before you talk to anybody about your pitch, you want to make sure that you have a non-disclosure agreement in place, mm. right? If this is if this is someone that you're talking to, let's say that they're that they're an investor, that's going to be very important. There there are two things that I want that I want to mention that people rarely think about, uh, but I see a lot of people that are doing collaborations. Uh, I, I've had clients that were burned by collaborations. And the first thing I'll say is, well, where was your collaboration agreement? Of course, they didn't have one. Mm. Uh, so that's one thing. Because people believe that just because no money is exchanging hands, that we don't need it. We don't need a contract or we don't need an agreement. You absolutely do need an agreement because there, there's a value exchange, even if it's not in regular dollars and cents. There's still a value exchange. You're exchanging information. You're exchanging intellectual property. You're exchanging ideas. These things have a monetary value attached to them, whether or not you have paid for any of these in-kind services. So that's, that's another thing that I want people to, to consider. Uh, the same thing even with bartering, 
you need to also have a barter agreement, right? Because people, people see bartering the same way. Those would be the, the three that I would say, uh, outside of, of course, the, the things that people already know about. You know about intellectual property. You know about trademarks. You know about copyrights to the extent that you understand that these are things that you need them, that, that you need to have them. But these other three things, you definitely want to make sure that you have in place while you're making these agreements. And I see people that may not have the budget to just pay for services. These are the people that tend to get taken advantage of the most because mm. they don't have the capital to just pay for a service that they need. So what they do, they try to barter, which there's no nothing wrong with that, or they try to collaborate. There's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure that it is an equitable value exchange. Yeah, that's so good. Um, because if we can start off on that foot with uh, making sure that we have agreements in place anytime there's an exchange of goods, as you have so eloquently described, then it protects our businesses, right? And I will tell you that um, luckily, my attorney was able to get me out of some things that I should have never signed on to do to begin with. Um, and um, so I'm really, really grateful for him. And the reality is, is that that even with him, that could have cost me thousands of dollars on, on both occasions. And so, you know, we may feel like well, we don't have the capital and yes, in, in many ways we don't, but, but if we don't pay now, we're definitely going to pay later in some shape or form. And so, you know, my philosophy is, is that before you hit the ground running, making sure that you have some way to protect yourself, because if not, you're going to be left high and dry. And I, and I have been in several situations where um, I nearly hit that point. And in some of, sometimes I actually lost some of my, you know, my capital in my business, my ideas in my business from collaborative relationships. So, you know, I cannot drive home enough the importance of working with people who know what they're doing, who can protect us, because then that helps us to make sure that we have the right assets in place for the long haul for our work. So thank you for giving us those three tips. Really, really invaluable. So I know that you're a motivational speaker and you talk openly about living your life for a purpose on purpose, which I really love for a purpose on purpose. If you were giving a 60 second elevator pitch on this topic, what might you say? Wow. Just 60 seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, clo as close to 60 seconds as possible, sis. As close to 60 seconds as possible. I get it. I, I, I totally get it. It's seriously, what, what I would say is that we have to understand that regardless of our history, regardless of our family, regardless of our circumstances and our situations, we are valuable. We are in total control of our minds. We are in control of our bodies. We are in control of our spirit. And what we have to do is we have to be good stewards and we have to be good gatekeepers so that we can make sure that we protect all of those things at all costs. Because at the end of the day, if we neglect our bodies, there's nowhere for our spirit and soul to live. Mm -hmm. And we got to leave. <laughs> we yeah. got to leave. Mm -hmm. uh, if we don't protect our, our spirit, our spirit can be so broken that it's then going to do what? It's going to create sickness in our bodies. It's going to create sickness in our minds. And it's going to actually compromise our soul. And it's going to compromise our soul to the point that we're now going to be open to maybe some alternative forces that may want to come in and now infiltrate who we are. 
Mm, I would always, I, I really want people to, to really understand it is so crucial that we understand that we are in control from the inside out and that others are not control, controlling us from the outside in. Mm, that's so good. And it actually uh, is a good segue into my next question, um, which I just want to start off by saying, you know, you know, at Be Bell, Beautiful Woman, our mantra is wellness first, business second. And so, you know, connected to and even beyond that, and, and maybe it's all connected, essentially, you know, how do you protect your spirit? What are some of the ways in which you put wellness first so that you can be exceptional in business? Well, one of the things that I realize is uh, business is never emotional. It's mm. always logical. It's always rational. So I never become emotionally attached to any project, any client, any person. And I make sure that my expectations are always reasonable under the circumstances. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we can get so excited. We have this big client. They want to work with us. We're willing to do anything. So what is that? That's desperation. Mm. And that com desperation always comes from an emotional place. And so if we can just keep our emotions in check, that really starts it all. Because when you can be rational, when you can be logical, when you can be analytical, without the emotional counterpart that possibly may come with that, that's going to set the foundation for success. Yeah, I like that because I, I think that we can care about people and also be detached from, from the outcome, right? That we can do really good work in the spirit of delivering a high quality experience for people because we really care about them and also be really detached to the outcome. Um, I, I love that. And we don't talk about that a lot related to like wellness practices, but I do think it is um, a wellness practice that is easily easy for us to embody um, and so I, so thank you. Uh, so what else, what else do you want to impart? Wow. I, I would just say that, that again, you, you have to be true to you and run your race. What I notice is so many people get sidetracked from their vision, their mission, their purpose, because they see someone that's in the same space doing something a little different. And, and maybe this person has a bigger following. Maybe this person has a little bit more popularity. Maybe this person has this, you know, let's just go down the list of all the things that you perceive that this other person has, but they're not you. <laughs> you're yes. not, you're not them. Okay. They have their own unique voice. They have their own unique thing that you're doing. And so when you start to compare yourself with other people and where they are and in that space and well, they have this and, but I don't have that. Well, they have this. Well, I don't have that. Then what you're doing is you're not keeping your eyes on a prize. Mm. It's sort of like you're, you're going the wrong way on a one way street, right? Which means you're going in the wrong direction and, and not just going in the wrong direction. You're going in a dangerous direction because you're, you're not going in the direction that you need to be going in. You're going in a different dangerous direction. And so what I'm saying with that is that we have to understand that there is a space and purpose that we occupy. When, when they say stay in your lane, you really need to stay in your lane. But in staying in your lane, you also need to understand what your, you know, what your GPS is saying for yeah. your own destination. Yeah. Uh, don't just stay in the lane because that's the popular lane. Don't just stay in the lane because, well, I've been in this lane for a while. 
even though you realize that I may actually be on I-85 instead of I-75, depends on, you know, where, where it is that you're going. Will you eventually get to Marietta, Georgia? Probably, but it's going to take you a long time to get there on 85, right? Mm. So you're going to take some twists and turns. And so what we have to realize is that there is something for us, but we have to stick to our thing. We can't stick to everybody else's thing. We have to stick to our thing. And when we stick to our thing, it will be successful. Yeah, right. Because there's so much negative energy that goes into comparing ourselves to other people. Um, And then our unique value proposition gets lost, right? Because we're trying to mimic somebody else or we're trying to get what somebody else has. And I think that that energy actually repels the very thing that we want. But if we Mm -hmm. really focus on what is our highest life's purpose? What is it that the universe wants us to do? I think that's where real alignment and magic happens for us, right? And so um, I love those wellness practices so much. So we've come to the end of our interview, and I want to make sure that our listeners can stay in touch with you. So how do they go about doing that? Awesome. So they can go to my website. It's iprotectyourbrand.com. They can connect with me on Facebook. It's I Protect Your Brand with Latanya Moore. That's the Facebook page. Uh, I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, at Latanya Moore. I love it. So make sure that you follow this woman, check out her work. She has imparted some amazing knowledge for all of us to protect our goods in business. And we all need to make sure that we're doing that tenaciously or and, and as tenaciously as we can based on the resources that we have. So again, I just appreciate you guys tuning in. You have a lot of choices and I am grateful that you chose us. Make sure that you check out that Be Well Beautiful Woman tour at BeWellBeautifulWoman.com. We're going to be in California. Mizzou on March 21st. We're going to be in Detroit on March 23rd, excuse me, May 23rd, and in um, Grand Rapids on July 25th. Thank you so much again. Until next time, everybody, Ashe.